the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock, start the kickback And hey, yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that And feel like you in the game playing for real It's like royalty, so nil It's like hot one, hot two Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of This Week in the NFL here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. I am your host, the Cowboy, back from a one-week hiatus, joined by my three-man booth. First, Mr. John D'Amato. How you doing, John? Great, uh, Roger. Uh, I'm glad you're back. Uh, I understand last week uh, you had some business to take care of. You're a very important man. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we took care of our business for you. You lateraled the ball to me, and uh, me and Senior, we got through it without a disaster happening. Uh, I see. I see what you did there, John. I see what you did there. <laughs> Stevie Wonder could see what I did there. I mean, come on. <laughs> Ouch. And Cowboy Senior, how goes it? Uh, it's going well, and uh, after this topsy-turvy weekend of football with crazy comebacks and the lateral that was just talked about, we're taping on, this is Wednesday at 2 p.m., and all of that is overshadowed for a, a football fan that's my age that remembers him so well, waking up this morning and getting that terrible news about Franco Harris. You know, I listened to ESPN. I was watching ESPN this morning, and they played an interview that he did yesterday at 3.30 in the afternoon with uh, Mad Dog Russo, and he was fine. He was looking forward to Saturday night with all his coming. They're retiring his number. The second Steeler ever to have his number retired with all the greats they have there. It's just Joe Green and now to be Franco and the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception being Friday. And uh, I just want to share a few little thoughts because I think it's it's important. Um, for me, that Immaculate Reception is one of those times. It's, it's called the most iconic moment in football history. But it's one of those times where I can remember exactly where I was. I was sitting in my living room and it was just me and my dad watching the playoff game. And. It was, it was an unbelievable finish to the game. Um, it's about as shocking as you're going to get on the last play of the game. And to put it into perspective, how good a player Franco Harris was. That year, he was the uh, NFL's offensive rookie of the year. He rushed for over 1,100 yards in a 14-game season. And I clearly remember, I mean, I was 15 years old, so I'm good enough to remember that going into that draft, I didn't even know who he was because he graduated from Penn State, and there was another running back from Penn State who was the guy. He was the first running back chosen, I want to say the third or fourth or something like that in the draft, a guy named Lydell Mitchell, who had a decent career with the Colts. And here's this guy that was the other back at Penn State, and he ends up being one of the greatest running backs of all time, a pillar of the community in Pittsburgh, an incredible human being, everything you hear. and just had a great career when he retired he was third of all time in yards rushing and he ended out in fifth right now he's 15th but another perspective I want to share about that is something that's unique about Franco is it's something that I can only think of three combinations of like all of the other guys that you think of as great running backs you just think of them Franco was one of three combinations that I remember that you think of, you always pair his name off with his backfield mate because they were both great. It was Franco and Rocky Blyer. And the other two I remember so well are Larry Zonker and Jim Kick and Jim Taylor and Paul Horning. And you think of those six names are the guys that will just always be tied together. And the only one who's in the top 20 rushers of all time is Franco. You look at that great company. So, I can't even imagine what I would feel like if I was if I was a Pittsburgh person and a Steeler fan. But as a football fan, I, I really feel it today. It really stings. And my heart goes out to his family, this all of Steeler Nation, all of the Pittsburgh all of the people of Pittsburgh. You lost an icon and I'm sure it's gonna be a real emotional Christmas Eve over there. So um, rest in peace, rest in power, Franco, one of the greatest to ever do it. Now, another thing, John, that I don't know if you remember this, you're not as old as me, but um, you would relate to this. 
they had a section when when he played in Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh. It was a huge group of fans, and they had signs and they wore shirts and everything. They were Franco's Italian Army. Yep, yep. So just a cool thing. But anyway, I think I don't think we could have led today's show with anything else. Uh, excellent tribute, senior. And uh, they had they they already had it scheduled before the his unfortunate passing. The uh, football life on Friday will, will definitely be a must see uh, TV on the NFL uh, Network. Uh, uh, on, on, on his great career, it's definitely uh you know for for guys like, like us to watch the group grew up in the seventies um, or he an, an iconic figure. Oh, you know, as part of the Steelers who were who were always on because they were such a great team. And uh, Franco was was one of the uh, stalwarts of that awesome dynasty. Well said, John. And a half Italian, too, so a Paisan. There you go. (laughs) Well said, gents. Well said. said. A little before my time, but of course, I'm a football fan, and I've I've seen all the highlights and very familiar with the steel curtain. So, yes, very, 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 very sad. Great player. Um, Maybe the most iconic single play of all time. You know, up until 50th anniversary, <laughs> up until the laterals. <laughs> do, you think, do you think 50 years from now people are going to be celebrating that? <laughs> and here's um, another kind of eerie thing about it. You know, the, the, not the to make light of, of all, it. The timing of all this is crazy, right? With this happening when this was all scheduled for this weekend. But another thing, you know, we lost another football icon this year, and they'll be forever, forever tied together. John Madden, who was coaching the Raiders at the time. And they say that John went to his grave still absolutely saying that the Immaculate Conception should have been a flag and it was illegal because of the two offensive players touching the ball. Reception. So it's just, <laughs> well, you should have let it slide. Let it slide. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah. Chris, uh, Christmas on the brain. Kinds, all kinds of things that kind of tie together that happen together. The world's an eerie place sometimes. Very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And when Senior was going through the um the the list of great backfield duos, I was surprised, John, we didn't get a little thunder and lightning. Tiki Barber and Ron Dane. Oh God. <laughs> uh, with all due respect, those three that I talked about. You know, you can't mention that those two guys in, in, in the same sentence. I mean, and that's that's with all due respect. Tiki Bobble was a really good player and Dane was a good, pretty good player. But the no, three that I've talked about not, like way over the top. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So to the present day, we're coming into week 16, week 15. Potentially it was a really great week of football, potentially the best week of the season so far. We had um, we had some history made, which I think we can talk about first. Um, Saturday, first game of the day, Colts at Vikings. I believe uh, both both of you guys picked the Vikings. The Colts jump out 33 nothing at halftime. 33 nothing at halftime, and it's like the day changed at halftime from Saturday to Sunday where uh, things, things went South for Mr. Saturday after that great comeback for the Vikings. They probably should have uh, been <laughs> awarded the victory in regulation with some, uh, with some, uh, some missed calls, but <clears throat> just what a, what a, what a game this broke the NFL record for biggest comeback in history. And I pointed this out to you guys. I haven't seen it talked about too much, but the, it was Frank Reich's record, right? The, the Buffalo Bills coming back yeah. against yeah, uh, against the against the Oilers. Yeah. So, not only did Saturday take his job, he blew, he, you know, I don't know if it was intentional, but he removed him from the record books as well. So, like I know, but senior, you said football can be a little eerie. That's a little eerie. And then quarterback for the Colts, Matt Ryan, now the proud owner of giving up. The uh, the biggest comeback in NFL history in the regular season, and the biggest comeback in NFL history in the Super Bowl. So, what are, what are the odds it would be the same the same quarterback and then the whole Reich thing? Very 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 crazy. But outside of that, big win for the Vikings. They just keep getting it done one way or the other. And this this week, the Vikings have the Giants, which um, 
don't know. Do we call it game of the week, John? I think it, I think it might be game of the week. Well, for me, it was Wait, Jalen Hurts news. Yeah, well, uh, I, I don't know for everybody else, but for me, it's a, the game of the week. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, coming off uh, you know a, a typical ugly uh, giant uh, victory over the uh, Commanders on uh, Sunday, we got got a friendly whistle, but uh, the, those things even out. It was a tight four game, and it looks like uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is uh, you know is OBJ number two. He likes the uh, bright lights and the you know the, the prime time where he saved his best game for. For the big audience, uh, he likes a lot of attention. So you know, we're gonna we're gonna have that to deal with uh, every time he he has a great game. But very very impressive. Uh, the Giants are channeling their uh, Super Bowl teams of the past with uh, uh, Justin Tuck and Strahan and OCU Manure and JPP now with uh, Thibodeau and Olajari uh, with the fierce pass rush leading the Giants to a victory. So, so it's it's going to be interesting uh, coming into Minnesota where the Minnesota learned from their uh, mistakes. Uh, you know, they gave up. A block punt, uh, pick six, and uh, that—that's how they fell behind. So, we'll, we'll see if those uh, leaks in the offensive line uh, can spur the Giants to a to a, the upset this week. Uh, interesting to hear what you guys uh, look forward to in that game. Yeah, I thought that. The, well, first off, Giants Commanders, very good game. The Giants, the Giants played a good game. Um, there were there was like the, the questionable whistles at the end. That's been a lot of the talking points. I tend to agree with you, John, that those things, those those, those things do even out over time. In the moment, it's difficult if you're on the if you're on the wrong side of it. But you know, even like to me, the um, the McLaurin one was a little a little a little different. A lot of times they let pass interference yep. go. The McLaurin yeah. one looked a little looked a, just looked a little funky, right? Like he checked with the guy and then the guy. Threw the yeah, that's uh, if if you're a commander fan, that that that's what's frustrating. It's like, okay, you're gonna let them play, or you're gonna be ticky tacky. You know? <laughs> Just be consistent, which is uh, yeah, that I can understand is frustrating. And it but, was a and it was an eight point game, with um you know so even if Robinson scores there, they still need to get the two and win in overtime. But these things these things go like you said these things go both ways. And I know you pointed out, John, um that there was a there was a hands to the face on that play that went yeah, that, 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 went, yeah, yeah. that went uncalled. So mm-hmm. great win for the Giants, season saver for the Giants, and brings them into this game, which to me is a very winnable game for them. Um, the Vikings smoke and mirrors. I mean, it's I, I guess at one point or another, maybe you say it's not smoke and mirrors, but it really feels like smoke and mirrors. And if you look at what the Colts were able to do to them in the first half, a lot of it was predicated on a pass rush and the Vikings offensive line a bit in shambles. Right. Darisaw was on and off the field the whole game where it feels to me like. Like, like the Giants match up really well to the Vikings in this game that they can they they can get that heat on Cousins, make him uncomfortable and, you know, stop this Minnesota offense from putting up another 30 spot. And the Vikings defense is just bad. I mean, they I guess they played a good second half. I think it was, you know, more more the Colts like Saturday. Saturday, like started running. I mean, and I guess 30 up 33, nothing you do it. But I mean, really conservative started running the clock out, trying to run the clock out, like from the <laughs> middle of the second quarter on. And, um, you know, the Vikings, the Vikings got stopped, but the, the, the Colts like really, really kind of stopped playing offense where the Giants offense is never going to be confused with the Chiefs. But against this Minnesota defense, you know, they, they should be good for 24-ish. And personally, I think that's probably enough to get it done with when you take the pass rush into account. So I like the Giants on the road in a... in a, Minnesota has to lose a close game eventually. In, in a one-score game that Minnesota loses, Giants 20, Vikings 20. Senior. Well, I see a lot of the things that you're saying, so I'm not going to just go on repeating them but you know the thing is i think the giants could really gain some momentum with stopping another by stopping the commanders who are really really on a roll i mean that was a great win and for all the reasons raj said they match up well with them the only thing that scares me about what raj said is close game because the vikings tend to win them so but I, if I have to make a pick in this game, I definitely like the Giants. I think they have a chance. This is a chance for them to roll. 
I think they should be more motivated. Minnesota doesn't really need to win. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Raj and pick the giants and put the pressure on you, John, to not push. Uh, come push down. We, gotta, we, push I, we can't do it to him. We can't do it to him. No pick John. You don't, you don't make a pick for this game. Uh, nah, I'll do it. I mean, come on. The, the, last, <laughs> the last thing that uh, Senior said is the reason why I'm going with the Giants is because cause the Vikings, with that win, they, they, kind of assured, they, they kind of assured themselves, you know, they, they, they clinched the division, and they really can't – they really got no shot at that number one seed. They would have to run the table, and Philly would have to lose all. It's not going to happen. So there's really – there's really no urgency, unless you want to say they're playing for either the two or the three seed. That's you know that, that that's really not much to play for there. So with the, with only the one by the the Vikings, there's really a, you know a little little urgency in the game, and the, and the Giants uh, uh, have a lot more to, to it. They they still have work to do to to get in. So I'm going with that factor. Plus plus the uh, the pass rushes uh, gain a momentum. Uh, the the Giants versus the uh, the weak spot of the uh, offensive line. So yeah, I'm gonna do it. Uh, we, we did it. We're gonna mush the uh, we're gonna mush the Giants. Who are the Vikings are four point favorites. So uh, you know. Hey, yeah, our, our, our mush skills, our mush skills are hit or miss. You yeah. know. <laughs> nah, 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 they're more hit. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. But moving on, moving on. Oh, speaking so we, of, uh, let, let's, uh, you know, one last thing on the Colts. Uh, breaking news. Uh, Ellinger in for uh, Matt Ryan. I no, it's know. Foles. 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 Oh, oh for, no, I thought, I thought I said Ellinger. Okay, but, but either way, uh, you know, Saturday blaming Matt Ryan for blowing the 33 <laughs> You can't they're, they're, look, up, they're, in, As a team that's out of the playoffs, they're looking toward the future, and they're going to bring in Nick Foles. Nick Foles, yeah. You can't make it up. Uh, this, uh, you know, uh, so the, the genius of uh, Saturday's uh, coaching. Uh, great ownership right there for the uh, Colts. <laughs> All right. So mo- <laughs> moving on, we t- John made a joke about it in the in the intro, but another game with playoff implications. Last week, you had our home team, New England Patriots, heading to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. The things leading up to it were what they were. We had another questionable call. Game tied at 24. Three seconds left. The Pats run a draw. And what follows is... I was trying, I'm trying to think about it and, and be objective. Because I'm still mad about it. The uh, There was a lot of not safe for work words here with poor, with poor Ryder when, when, when this happened. Um, <laughs> I think it's the single stupidest play I've ever seen in in a football game. I think it's number one. The other ones I could think of were Leon Lett with the blocked field goal. That was real stupid, but it's a little bit more of an obscure rule. Not not to not to let Lett off the hook, but I can at least you know when you're comparing horrible things, I can at least see where maybe he didn't he didn't understand that he shouldn't that he shouldn't do that. And then my my number one up until this point, what was the Colts against the Patriots on the fourth down play where they brought everybody over to the left, and then they had um, <laughs> they had they had the, the, the center, center snap, yeah. snap it with with just four defenders right there, and the guy just got immediately tackled. So that that was real dumb. But when I think about the the stakes and the result, I think this was worse. So. Ramondre takes the handoff, nice run, scores tied. He laterals it to Myers. Okay. Probably, it, it's a stupid thing to do, but not the end of the world, right? A, he's trying to make a play. Myers is right there. What Myers then does is, is the stupidest thing in the history of football. He runs 20 yard backward and throws the ball back another 20 yards or so directly to Chandler Jones, who I think almost ends Mac Jones's career with a, um, just trucks him. It'll, it's something that'll be, it's like the butt fumble to me, like something that'll just be played over and over and over again. Touchdown Raiders, Patriots lose, probably knocks the Patriots out of the playoffs. And so there's levels of stupid. And to me, and I said this to senior last night, to me, what makes it, so stupid, like even more stupid than, than, you know, an average stupid play is. Let's say Chandler Jones wasn't there, John. Right? Let's say 
Mac Jones was standing at the 50 yard line yeah. by himself. What, what is Mac Jones going to do? Hell, exactly? What the hell is he going to do with the ball? <laughs> he can't throw it. He can't throw it, John. He, and he can throw it backwards. That's all each one of the guys on this podcast right now have about the same 40 time as Mac Jones. <laughs> what What's he going to do with it? What's he going to do with it? Throw it backwards even further. <laughs> so, so awful. Just absolutely awful. That's I'm a big Patriots fan, so I'm emotional about it. It's a just a tough thing to watch. And they don't say, oh, the Belichick teams don't do this. Well, this 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 year's team has they, they make stupid mistakes every week and they're a young team and that's fine. But this was another level knocks them out of the playoffs. It's ex- what all anybody's going to remember about this season. Senior, do you have anything to add? <laughs> no, it's kind of hard to add to it. No. No, it was. Uh, it's indescri- I can't even imagine. You can't even. I was just stunned. Like, couldn't I couldn't believe that that that, that, that I had watched it. That that, that actually happened. Uh, I don't even know what else to say. But what a what an awful way to to end your season. And you know, if you want to be a person that talks about calls, we you could say that after what we've talked about with um, I said this to you last night with. Every time the so-called referee analyst says something, they seem to be following suit. And they had that overhead view where you could clearly see his foot out of bounds. And it was Dean Blandino. He said, this shot right here is conclusive that he was out of bounds. And then they didn't overturn it. All that being said, and and that's too bad that that happened. But at, at the point where we made this ridiculous play, that was in the past. You're dealing with what you're dealing with now. You're in a tie game. And so it, that doesn't even begin to excuse. It's no excuse at all for what they did. So it was just horrible. And for a team, and, and we've seen a lot of it this year, for, you know, our championship teams in New England have always been prided upon playing smart football, playing smart situational football, being disciplined. And this year we've seen it. We saw Up to this week, we see a lot of uh, – pre-snap penalties on offense. We've seen more mental mistakes than we ever have from a Patriot team. And now this was the coup de grace of all coup de grace. So sad situation. Brutal. John, right, did, guys, you want, did, you, did you want to chime in? Uh, I want to give you guys kudos for, for talking about it. I mean, if, yeah, if my team lost a game like that, I, don't, I, I wouldn't be able to, I'd be speechless. I wouldn't be able to speak about it, especially in a you know, public forum here. Uh, so kudos to you guys. But uh, uh, you did mention, though, Roger, Leon Lett, uh, after that, the uh, the Cowboys uh, ran the table and didn't lose a game for the rest of the year. Uh, is there a chance that the Pats can do that? <laughs> I well, so. I guess there's always a chance. But as we yeah. talk about in a sec, the, the dream probably ends this week. So we have but, to uh, wait. No, no, I, do, I just want to get back to it. I, I mean, you know, there's a lot on the play and the call, but that that uh, up by seven, though. And, and then you had the, uh, yeah, Jones dro- dropped an interception, you know, right in his hands. There's stuff that, that, that you could avoid to get into that level where uh, you, know, you, you had call for a fourth and 10 and, uh, and you know, he completes a fourth down play. And, you know, before the, the shitty call, that, that that's why you can't leave it in the hands of the refs and, uh you know, we always talk about you know one play doesn't doesn't change the game. They had they let Carr go go 80 yards uh, on them uh, to tie the game up. So that's where you know the game. But that all gets forgotten. You know, with, with that ridiculous play. But you know, you lose the game more than more than one play. You lose the game. Yep. Yep, we got uh, we got out out dueled in crunch time by Josh McDaniels. Let's add a little add a little insult to injury. Moving on, we're on to Cincinnati, on to Cincinnati. which is which Cincinnati. is another one of those weird football <laughs> things. So, uh, the Bengals coming in to New England, the Bengals, um, kind of a, a light version of the Vikings game where they 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 got stomped early. It looked like it looked like the Bucks were gonna were gonna hold serve at home, and then the Bucks just like had the worst third quarter like I've, I've ever seen. The worst second. I mean, they were awful. The Bengals end out winning the game by 11 points. They're as hot as any team in football. The Patriots coming in off this horrific, horrific loss. It's, I mean, I know the game is in Foxborough, and, you know, we've been proven wrong before on this stuff, 
but it's real tough for me to see a Patriots victory here. Um, the Bengals are very good, and the Pats, like, I mean, it, it, Mac Jones is such a mess. He's such a mess. He couldn't get anything done against that putrid, putrid Raiders defense. And the Bengals have a much better defense than that. Their offense can score on anybody. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like it's a it's a Bengals win. I'll be happy if the Pats put up any kind of fight at all. I think they may just roll over, given how the season's gone. Senior. Yeah, well, you know, you say Matt couldn't get anything done against the putrid Raiders defense, but the one thing that the Patriots offense did well in that game was handing the ball to Ramondre Stevenson, who was having a monster game. And just another thing, John, then they get down to the one-yard line and they they throw the ball. Second and goal at the one, they throw two passes. Mm. They don't give it to Ramondre once when that's when he was running right through them. So just another another bad thing from that game. I got I got to get rid of it. Um, you talked about the on to Cincinnati game, Raj. I'll bring back a look. I'm just going to take a second, but John, this is another one where I could put myself where I was that day. That was early in the season. It was early October. It was a mm-hmm. Sunday night game. And so we didn't really know how as much as we know now of how good the two teams were, you know, and Cincinnati had gotten off to a great start and the Pats were stumbling and we had the on to Cincinnati thing. And none of us thought they had a chance kind of like we feel today. <laughs> but that day it was that Sunday was my birthday. And the cowboy picked me up at 1130 in the morning, took me to Boneheads in West Warwick. And the Pats <laughs> game was the Sunday night game. And we spent the entire day there with people visiting me for my birthday from 1230 until the end of the Sunday night game. So that that game that we won on to Cincinnati is a very vague memory for me. <laughs> but um, very, very so, you know, so similar to similar to that version of the Patriots, Boneheads no longer in existence. Yeah. Some of the major differences, we didn't know who those teams were, and really the Patriots were a better team than that Bengal team. I think we know now that we're not a better team than this Bengal team. And this Bengal team's quarterbacked by a guy I have so much respect for, Joe Burrow. And, the, and that team was quarterbacked by Andy Dalton, and the Pats were quarterbacked by Tom Brady. And this team's quarterback by Mac Jones. So for all kinds of reasons, I think Cincinnati rolls over us. All right, John. Guys, I'm not going to do it, guys. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, Doppler weather radar and uh, kickoff uh, temperature will be around uh, crisp 20 degrees. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who that exactly favors, but... Uh, the uh, the Bengals uh, a decent running game, but uh, Mixon been in out of the lineup, uh, more Samaj Perine or whatever. So, uh, I, I, but uh, I think uh, that's going to favor uh, your, your boys, uh, Stevenson and uh, Pierre Strong, etc., with uh, more, more of a ground oriented attack and uh, keep it conservative. And uh, the New England's going to pull out an ugly win. Uh, you get, when everybody's counted them out, I, I think this is when they're going to rally around. Especially uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, a great kid. He he made the you know, like you said, the worst dumbest play of all time. But he stood up to it. He owned up to it. So I always admire that somebody that uh, that owns up to their mistakes and uh, they're gonna rally around and uh, and come through. Uh, believe it or not, and uh, and tease you guys for a little more to salvage your season for at least another week. Yeah, Jacoby with tears in his eyes in that interview after the game. You know, yeah. taking the taking the hit. So I agree. I respect the kid, and I and I really felt bad for him watching that. I feel yeah. bad for him too. He or he, I mean, he should he should feel bad. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> does. <laughs> Thank you, John. I I I hope you're right. It would be a quite quite the story. Because I think we match up okay to the Dolphins, and there's there's that possibility the Bills aren't playing for anything. And- <laughs> 
<laughs> week 18. Yeah, so, this weekend, uh, a few of the games are going to be, uh, you know, going to be ice bowl uh, conditions. Uh, so yeah. To keep an eye on that for your, uh, for, especially for your vested interests. Uh, I'm sure you already know. About oh, that, yeah. So. Don't, don't, all over it, John. All over it. <laughs> you can't take put too much stock in that. Like you look at Bill's Dolphins. Everybody said it was going to be the blizzard of the blizzard of 78. And, yeah. Uh, Tua handled himself well. Sure. Sure. All right, next up. So we, we concentrate on the important games here. Eagles at Cowboys. So I alluded to this earlier. It looks like Jalen Hurts is most likely not going to play in this game, which takes a little bit of the luster off. And really, the Cowboys are kind of locked in, right, to to their seed. They're most likely not going to catch, catch the Eagles unless the Eagles lose out. So... Big game, but maybe not quite as big as, as it looked on the schedule a few weeks ago. The Eagles coming off a, a nice win against the Bears. The Bears the Bears gave them all they wanted, but Hertz um Hertz had a had a rough game in the in in that frigid Chicago weather that you spoke about, John. Um passing the ball, but got it done on the ground. And uh, the Eagles came away with a twenty five twenty victory. And how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Why am I? Uh... Here we go. Oh, the Cowboys. Yes, yes. So favorite of the podcast, Jacksonville Jaguars, got it done against the Cowboys with the uh, with the very rare pick six, a walk off pick six in overtime. John, what were your thoughts on that game? Well, the uh, Cowboys' defense has has really taken a, a a turn downward from uh you know first half of the year they were uh, to me like tops in the league and uh, they've really been giving up uh, uh, chunks of yardage lots of points uh, you know Lawrence coming into his own kept them in the game and uh, yeah yeah Dak did, did make it in regulation he he made a brutal uh, interception uh, that one in overtime off the receiver's hands. Uh, you know, he he took a lot. He took heat for it, but he really shouldn't. That's just you know one of those fluke plays. That, that, you know, if it's off the receiver's hands, you, re, you really can't blame the quarterback. But um, the the feisty Jaguars, I, I was uh, really surprised. Yeah, senior was all over it. He he nailed this one. Uh, I, I was shocked because I didn't think that the Jaguars' uh, defense would, uh, would would make enough stops to keep him in the game. Uh, you know, they did give up a lot of points, but but in the end, they made the play to to win it. So. Very impressive for the upcoming uh, Jaguars. Uh, Lawrence is playing phenomenally. He's really he's really turned the corner and is um, starting to really show that you know best quarterback prospect since Luck form. Um, I think he really can throw away the Urban Meyer year and just consider <laughs> consider yep. this his first yeah. year in the league. But he's a, he's a, he's a problem. He's going to be a problem for a long time. Uh, Cowboys Eagles. I think I have to pick the Cowboys at home against Minshew. Not that Minshew is bad. And I agree, John, the Cowboys defense has been has been stumbling. And I mean, there, there, there's a world where the, where the Eagles with Minshew run all over them and and win the game. Um, I just think there's not the Eagles aren't playing for that much. You know, they can take yeah. they can take they can take the loss. So just it's just a pick. I'm going I'm going with the home team. Like I said, in a game that probably is more you know to the average fan a bigger game than it really is senior yeah well i see it as you know as we talked about how effective lawrence was and he he played really well um hitting zay jones all over the field and he just played he looks great i totally agree with that but the other part of that thing that game was that they rushed for over 200 yards on the Cowboys. This Cowboys defense is getting very vulnerable to the run. And they're about to face the best offensive line in football. And so I see the Eagles getting a lot done on the ground. And when you do that, Minshew is not a total stiff. It sure makes it easier on the quarterback. When you're running the ball like that, he mixes in some play-action passes when they're totally, they totally have to fight on the play action because they're getting run over and this could be the you know this could be the onset of a little late season fade for the cowboys they'll make the playoffs and lose in the first round but i see the eagles beating them the eagles are going to go out there they've got pride and they're going to run all over the cowboys and beat them all right john break the tie my friend 
Uh, I'm leaning more towards uh, Cowboy Jr. Uh, I, I think Dallas is going to bounce back. Uh, Philly, uh, you get various uh, reports on on how severe Hurts' injury is. I, I'm kind of feeling that that he, that he will play if, uh, if if they had let, if there was more urgency to the game. But I think with that three game cushion, I, I think they're just uh, being cautious with him. And uh, I think there's going to be more urgency on Dallas to bounce back. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I've been saying the same thing, seeing that Dallas is probably going to get in and lose the first round. But I think they're going to want to secure that spot, that top wild card spot, where they get that first round uh, matchup versus the winner of the NFC South, uh, which is going to be an under 500 team. <laughs> Although you have, they have a dangerous quarterback in Mr. Brady. But they, they would match if up. If they win, the, I mean, they have yeah. no guarantee they're winning that division, John. <laughs> it's still up. Uh, okay. Yeah, they're only but, up uh, a game. Yeah. Right. One game. Well, up. Yeah. Yeah. But but uh, no, I, I, I look for Dallas to uh, bounce back uh, after that brutal loss and, uh, and and inch one out over the over the Minshews. You see what he's doing, senior. He's setting it up. He's setting up the Cowboys to lose in that oh, first well, round playoff to the end, <laughs> to the to the, end, to, the to the worst of division winner in NFL history. Yeah, there'd be nothing wrong with that. Say like Andy Dalton and the Saints going in there. <laughs> nah, but remember uh, a couple of years ago, everybody was saying the same thing when the uh, when the the Redskins uh, and they gave the Tampa good uh, they gave Tampa a good game. Yeah, and the the Seahawks I think are the worst are the worst ever at seven and nine, and they won the game. Yeah, they it was won the, too. the game. Yeah, that was the, the, Lynch, the, the, the beast Marshall mode run. Yeah. Yeah. Quake. yeah, yeah. All right, so pivoting. Well, um, we just talked about them a little bit, so we might as well talk about the Thursday night game with big playoff implications. The 6-8 and eight Jaguars, hot as a firecracker on the 4th of July, heading into New York to face the Jets, coming in at 7-7. Seven and seven, another, uh, another tough loss for the Jets this week, 20-17 to 17 against the Lions. Zach Wilson doing Zach Wilson things. The Jaguars are about even money to win, to win their division. Um, Got to win this game most likely to, to do that. Although there are paths there without winning this game as they play the Titans uh, later, later on this year, but it looks like Wilson's going to start. And for me, that's a pick for the Jaguars. So I will go, I will go Jaguars in in a good game. It is, it's going to be crappy conditions. It's going to be cold. I know that favors the jets. Um, I just don't see a world where where he doesn't make at least a mistake or two and give the game away. So, Jags, John. Ah, uh, uh, kudos to Senior too. Also picked the Lions uh, properly over the Jets and the the Jaguars. Oh, I would have been all over the Lions. Well, yeah. Wilson, you gotta you gotta pick against Wilson. Yeah, but 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 still, even even with that, they uh, they had they had him down and. Uh, the, a, a gutsy uh, fourth down play by the by the Lions uh, to to call a play for for your backup tight end, the guy who just dropped the uh, two plays before he just dropped the one right in his hands and uh, and now with the win to play the, the beast um, incarnate Brock White yeah right Brock Wright but uh, and as far as your uh, weather report not too cold uh, tomorrow night in uh, in Jersey it might get a little rain but otherwise uh, yeah yeah it's looking like a lot of rain so uh, I, I don't know if that's going to uh, you know hamper anybody's uh, predictions, but uh, I'm looking at the, uh, I favor the home team on these uh, Thursday night uh, shuffles and uh, I'm going to go with the Jets. Uh, you know, Wilson uh, only threw the one pick, uh, you know, he made, he made some uh, decent plays and you know, some horrific plays, but uh, it's, uh, I'll go with the Jets based on their, uh, their defense, although they have been giving up some, uh, some, some, some crucial plays uh, to hurt them the last uh, couple weeks to the defense. They're much heralded uh, defense, uh, and uh, and once again they haven't really forced any turnovers. I, I mentioned last week, and, and still uh, that that was what kept that was what gave Detroit the edge that they didn't turn the ball over. But uh, I, I'll, I'll go with the Jets to break their losing streak at home. All right, senior. Yeah, well the Jags come in ri- riding a lot of momentum. Everything we just said, and Lawrence playing great. And John, you gave me kudos for last week's pick, but if you remember, what I said was. I flipped my pick that day because I was going to pick the Jets, and it was that day they announced that uh, Zach Wilson was going to yeah, play right. instead of Miguel Blanco, and so <laughs> I made I made the switch, and I'm going to do the same thing this time. I did kind of piggybacking on what Cowboy said. It's 
they're not the same team with them. They're really not. I mean, White was really yeah. playing good football. They, yeah. they don't score a bunch of points, and I don't. I know their defense is good, but I don't see them completely shutting down this Jags offense the way they're playing. So, I think the high flying Jags come in and get it done, keep that momentum going, and one more kick to Zach Wilson, be obviously being the backup over there. Yeah, yeah, I agree, senior. It's um, you know, these quarterback classes are are always interesting. Like so, year two, right? Like last year, it looked like Mac may be the best quarterback in that class. Now, you know, it's very clearly Fields and Trevor Lawrence, and it looks like the other guys, um, Mac, Davis Mills, and Wilson are probably not starters in the league, and the jury's still out on Trey Lance, but. And we can talk about them as the next game. It's a good segue. If if Purdy keeps doing what he's doing, you know, you, you might have a legitimate quarterback controversy there. So we have the commanders heading to San Francisco. The commanders coming off the loss to the Giants, difficult loss to the Giants on Sunday night football that we discussed. The Niners coming off a nice win again against Seattle, uh, the defensive win, 21-13. Um, their, their defense is, is really, really strong. And Purdy, you know, Purdy did enough to get it done. He, look, he looks pretty confident back there. So, Senior, the Niners are your, uh, your, your, your team this year, your adopted team with the Patriots not doing as well. What are, what are you seeing here? More of the same? Yeah, you know I'm going to ride them. I see two, two, two teams that have built a lot on their defenses. I like the commander's defense. But as good as it is, it's it's not on the level of that Niners defense. That's the best defense in football. And then a parallel on the other side goes these, you know, these two feisty quarterbacks that are that tend to find that it seem to be finding ways to spark their team and win games. But yeah, on the offensive side, uh, as as much as I like Heineke, he does. He doesn't have the weapons at his disposal that Purdy does. So I see both sides of the ball, the Niners having the edge, and they're they're really playing great football. And yeah, I just I see the the Niners winning. It'll be be kind of a nice physical. If you like good phys, physical football, it'll be that kind of game. But Niners, twenty four to ten. I think it'll be a good game. I think like the the Niners could miss uh, Debo. So that's that's a that's a big weapon to, yeah, to but not you know, have. What, since with Debo not there, it seems like McCaffrey's getting even more work, and he's been so good. I mean, that trade was big for them, even bigger now with Debo down. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it, yeah. it's the the the, the Niners. It's it's I see this as a low scoring game, um, but but a Niners victory. John. Yeah, clean sweep. I'm going with the Niners. I was shocked at the. They were, they were questioning, I don't know if, if Rivera had brought it up, or they, or they were questioning whether he was going to go back to Wentz. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know Heineke, they, they only put up 12 points versus the Giants, and Heineke had a couple, couple fumbles. But uh, from what I saw, Heineke was dangerous. I was, you know, I, I was worried up until the end. Uh, you know, it came it came down to the last play. If Wentz was in there, I don't think it would, they would even got to 12 points. So uh, I'm, I'm shocked that, uh, that, that that had come up, but. I'll go with the Niners rather easily in this one. Strongly discourage Ron Rivera from going back to Wentz fresh <laughs> yes. off the bench in, in this game specifically. Yeah. I mean, what an awful situation to put him in. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 very yeah, the nine, Niners defense is rolling right now. Right right now, Boza and uh, Fred Warner, the they you know tell me that any anybody on the defensive side that that's that's harder than them to right now they're they're everywhere if you watch you know and, and any of their games yeah yeah Greenlaw seems to be making a lot of plays is he is he gonna play isn't he hurt I think he's playing I think yeah. I saw that that's something and Travaris Ward uh, yeah there's, there's yeah. a lot of guys that they're all over the ball sure. Yeah, we have great defense. We have one more game of a team of teams where um, winning records or not losing records. Seahawks at Chiefs. Um, the Seahawks coming in it was a tough, tough game against the Niners. I don't think they played awful, but 
were not able to get the victory there. The Niners are a very good team. The Chiefs struggled a little bit with the Texans, which uh, seems to be what what everybody's doing. Um, but they 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 did win the game in overtime. Um, the analysis for this one is the Chiefs at home against the Seattle defense feels like a recipe for disaster for Seattle, where I think I think the Seattle offense will be able to get some stuff done against against the Chiefs, even without Lockett. Um, the Chiefs defense, as you saw last week, is susceptible. So I think Seattle will score some points in this game, but I don't I, I don't see them um, doing too much to stop Mahomes. And this is another one, John, where it's going to be it's going to be freezing cold, I believe. Right. I think I saw right around 16, zero 16 degrees. degrees. Yeah. Yeah, six, yeah. Zero with the windshield. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how much how much that impacts the passing game. I guess you got to see what the wind is, but either way, Chiefs <laughs> senior. Yeah, I got to agree. That Seahawks defense, you know, the Seahawks were a great story for a while, but the defense, the defense had actually been playing decent. But as John calls them, the Legion of Room seems to have made a comeback the last <laughs> few weeks, and also the last few weeks. The Geno magic may be wearing off a little bit. He's, I'm not saying he's not playing. I'm not saying he's playing awful, but he's thrown some, a few bad picks here and there and hasn't been what we would, especially Cowboy was describing early as, as an MVP candidate. And he wasn't a VP candidate. He, he was, was an MVP candidate. First half, yeah. That's kind of slipped a little too. And this is the Chiefs, you know, so yeah, I, I think the Chiefs win this game very comfortably. I, I don't care if it's cold out. John, clean sweep. Yeah, yeah, clean sweep. Um, yeah, Seattle, Seattle uh, especially Lockett's not going to be playing, and uh, going with the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, but I was shocked last week that the Chiefs uh, Titans game. But I guess we shouldn't be because the, the Texans. I mean, uh, you know, they they fight every week. Uh, maybe just the week uh, the Texans uh, pull, pull an upset uh, versus the uh, Titans uh, versus the the slumping. Yeah. Uh, for the falling apart Titans. The history with Henry there is just so tough to yeah. overlook. With uh, him. Plus, that's a, another uh, that's another weather game too, where it's going to be a uh, real cold and. Uh, Henry's over two hundred yards yeah. against them four games in a row, right? Yeah. So, I mean, eventually that streak probably gets broken, but I mean, it's real bad for the Titans. I mean, that if they lose that game, yeah, fucking them, right? The um. So that's about it for for um, games where where both teams have playoff implications. We can do some quick hits though. We have uh, a semi important game. Both teams, I think, are still mathematically alive. Raiders at Steelers. Senior. Oh. Yeah, you know, um, for a lot of reasons I talked about before the game. If the Steelers aren't inspired Saturday night. They don't deserve to be wearing the Pittsburgh uniforms. And the, the Raiders, other than the Patriots game, just find ways to lose, you know. Maybe the recipe is the Raiders go up by 17. That's, that seems to be like a magic number where they always lose. But I'm picking the Steelers, and this may shock you, but the sentimental guy in me, I'm, I'm going to be pulling for the Steelers that night. I'm going to be pulling for the city of Pittsburgh and the, and the Steelers family. To to do it for do it for Franco Saturday night Steelers win. Wow. All right. I I also like the Steelers. If Pickett is the quarterback, if it's Trubisky, I'll go with the uh, the Raiders. John. Now Pickett's in, and uh, Najee Harris is going to lead them to a to a victory in honor of Franco Harris. That would and, be uh, that would be a perfect. Yeah. Najee with a touchdown, with a touchdown run to seal the deal. Uh, and, and and getting back to the to the Raiders, uh, I'm I'm sorry guys, it's not to rub it in, but it was something I forgot to mention earlier uh, <laughs> on that on the on the disaster play, and I'll never bring it up again. I'm sorry, but I, I can't help but think it, it, I don't think the Raiders aren't smart enough to do it, but. It was like when Stevenson got the ball, they they weren't trying to tackle him. Even uh, Vilma on the commentary said, "Is anybody going to tackle him?" And and I was like, "Were the Raiders trying to like bait them into that 
to that ladder, but but the Raiders aren't smart enough and, and they aren't slick enough to yeah. do that. So so I, I knock it out. But I was like, you know, a smarter team, you, you think maybe they were trying to bait bait them into it. Yeah. I think they're just a poor tackling yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> And it may, it may be a little bit of an advertisement. I know it was the stupidest thing of all time, but it may make, if you're a fan and you're at a stadium and it's that kind of a down with that few little bit of time left and your team takes a knee, don't stop booing. <laughs> because more be- that old theory of it's more of a possibility that something bad happens than something good happens. Man, that's pretty true. Huh? But but listening back to that play, Vilma was like, "Is anybody going to tackle him?" And then and then you're like, you're thinking, "Wow, you know, the Patriots, uh, you know, they got a chance to they lateral in it." And then all of a sudden, on a dime, it just turned. It's like, "Uh oh, we can lose this." <laughs> it's like, "Uh oh," <laughs> you know, nobody thought of the uh, worst case scenario. Okay, that's it, guys. I'm all right, we're on to Christmas Day. <laughs> Packers at Packers at Dolphins is a game. Both teams are still <laughs> both teams are still alive. So the Packers coming off a nice victory. Uh, unfortunately. And the Rams, the Dolphins coming off a loss, but a loss where they played well. The game's in Miami. And you guys are going to be shocked, I'm going to say this. But I, I, I think Rodgers and the Packers might have oh, a pixie dust, as Chris Collins. No. Uh, I, I, like, I like them in this game. I like the, I like the running game. And I think... I think the uh, I think everybody's gonna you know we're relaxed we're relaxed there's a few games left we're relaxing and 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 a rod gets it done in an upset senior I, I bet you go the other way yeah blank a rod um, definitely go the other way you know I'm, I'm I had told you last night I I thought the the Dolphins really made a good statement that last week after everybody saying they couldn't play in the cold and all these things about Tua's not going to be able to throw the ball and can't play in under 50 degrees, Alabama, then Miami, and all this stuff. They, they played a really good game. I mean, to me, that was the best game last weekend. We had a lot of close games, but that was close and, and well played. I mean, the Bills are a really good physical team, and the Dolphins stood right up to them and played, played them tough in the cold weather, and their offense got things done. And this Packer defense isn't isn't the Buffalo defense, and it's not cold weather. I see Miami using their explosive plays, getting a good lead on them, and the Dolphin fans will be relaxing with a cold drink in the warm Miami air that night in the second half as they coast to victory over Rodgers and squash this ridiculous concept that they're still in the playoff hunt that, that we're hearing. 17% chance, senior. Yeah, you know, I mean... Their, their victories, you got to look at who they beat. There's nothing that impressive about what they did last week. You know, so go Dolphins and mash them. It hurts the Patriots. Well, well being realistic, Raj, I don't, I don't think, just because I don't think the Packers have a realistic <laughs> I'm just busting, again. I'm busting your chops. I'm like just to, I'd like to think so, but I mean that's I think that's pie in the sky. If if the pat if the Pats win, if the Pats beat the Bengals, you're obligated to root for the Packers. You yeah. Have no okay. Price. I'll I'll agree with that. And all right. So John, uh, I'm I'm all with a uh, senior. All, all these idiots uh, on ESPN, FS1, or whatever. You know, they're all uh, they. Why do you want to see Rodgers at this stage of the game? It's like, oh, we got enough young, exciting players. They're all if the packs or if the Packers run the table after they beat the shitbox of Rams and the Bears, uh, all of a sudden the, the Packers are back and seventeen uh, percent my ass. Uh, yeah, run the table. They could run these nuts. They're not gonna. They're not gonna run. The, they're not gonna win the last yeah, three. So like a, Miami all the way. It's almost a personal attack there, John. Miami all Miami all the way. I'm not, I don't want to see a. Packers you could just say you didn't like my pick. You know, <laughs> no, it's not you. It's it's more Rogers in the Packers. Let, let, let make way for new blood, man. You know. All right. Next up, Monday Night Football. Chargers coming off a big win, big big win for the Chargers. A game they had to have against the Titans, and they got it done in a close one, 17-14. Um, going to Indianapolis to face Nick Foles, Jeff Saturday, and the Colts. Which Colts team will show up, guys? Will it be the first half team or the second half team? John, what are your thoughts on this game? 
uh, I got to eat a little crow. Uh, been down on the Chargers, you know, Staley going to get fired and all that. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, they, they they pulled tough. And, you know, it wasn't just uh, all Herbert. Uh, they grinded out a 17-14 win over Tennessee. And last week they held Miami to a 17 points. So uh, I'll, I'll admit, maybe I was a little wrong on them. And, 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 and this is, uh, you know, all the way over the Colts. It's not even analysis there, but... But then they got the Rams and, uh, and Denver. So you can't, can't have a suite of last three games in this. So it looks like 11-6 for the Chargers and a, and a wild card. And there might, might be a dangerous out in, a, in that wild card game. So Chargers all the way. Senior. Yep. As they get healthier, if they go into the playoffs healthy, they will be a dangerous team. And the Colts are a joke. So, so yeah, the Chargers, the Chargers roll over the Colts. Saturday's Colts go down again. I like the Chargers. I think it'll be closer than you guys do. But uh, you got Foles. Uh, yeah, you got faith. In they, they just the Chargers tend to play close games. The Colts actually tend to play close games as well and lose them. So I think we'll have more of that. Three point win for the Chargers. All right, mm-hmm. looking here. Let's see. Uh, Lions at Panthers. Both teams still very much alive. The Lions are hot. They could make a real run if they get in. Lions all the way here for me. John. Uh, wow. I, I, had, uh, I gave the Panthers some praise, uh, but they couldn't, they couldn't come through versus uh, the Steelers. Uh, they gave up a lot on the, on the ground. Uh, yeah, to beat the Lions, uh, you'd have to stop the run. Uh, and uh, the, the Lions are, are rolling. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the Lions. Uh, in, in a close one, uh, the, the Panthers are showing showing some fight and, and hanging in there for that for that wacky NFC South. But but the the Lions are gonna gonna roll. I think the Lions are gonna grab that uh, wild card spot. As, as we saw last week, and just over the course of the season, the Lions' weakness on defense is their pass defense. They're real good against the run. Bad bad matchup for the Panthers, who as we you know, have a pretty good you don't running. Think, you don't think Sam Donald is going to take advantage of that Lions? Yeah, well, I mean, the Steelers just completely <laughs> stacked up to stop the run last week, yeah. and it worked, right? Yeah. I mean, so, the, I mean, Don, Donald would have to have a good game, and I just don't see it. Senior, clean sweep? Yep, I said last week um, that if they, if they beat up by the Jets, which I picked them to do, but that I thought that was their toughest game, that they were going to run the table. You gotta love, gotta love the way the Lions are playing. They're a great story. So, roar! The Lions continue. Here we yeah, go. Bears, Bears, and uh, Packers are the, their last two games. So they they got a uh, ten and seven's looking good for them. Yes, Man. sir. You may, there could be it could be you know if if Rod, if the Packers do pull out. <laughs> oh my God! Come on, these next man. two that could be a win winner gets in game week eighteen yeah. right. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe they'll they'll flex that game as the last of the season. Because we go, we don't get enough of Aaron Rodgers, you know. God forbid. You know. I think we, uh, I think we covered all the, all the, all the big ones here. Good job. So, so recording here on a Wednesday afternoon. Everybody enjoy, enjoy the games Thursday, and more importantly, enjoy your holiday. We have football Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday this week, which is pretty awesome. So do do what I'm gonna do, which is, you know. If your vision and your attention has 100%, right? If you're talking about 100% of your vision and attention, probably 20 to 25% on family and all the stuff going on, 75 to 80% on, on the television watching uh, watching the games. Right, Senior? There you go. We'll make it work, cowboy. <laughs> Any parting shots, guys? No, 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 a nice uh, start to your Big East uh, season. Uh, yeah, that no, was a great was game. What a game. Was, what a game. The, the amp, Johnny, where ranked teams come to die. <laughs> the, the, the players change, but the, the team stays the same. You still have heart attack victories. Unbelievable. Yeah, Blowing eight-point leads and then uh, coming back and winning like it's nothing. Just uh, No matter who, no matter who who's on the team, it, it's the same uh, every week. Cardiac kids. The double, magic. The, the double overtime was tough. Ryder had a uh, science test today. He was hoping to get home in time to study for, and I had to tell him, I had to tell him <laughs> the, life, the life experience of the of, the double overtime game took precedence over the science test. So yeah, you should you should also school him on uh, 
life experience and not cramming the night before. Uh, you know, That's it, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said something along those. Things. Yes, we had, we had a good time. Yeah, yeah the uh, the atmosphere was unbelievable. Yeah, it was a really good time. It it kind of you know finally took the, some of the sting away from Sunday. As a sports fan, you kind of you, you got your highs and lows, and I really needed that high last night, so it was great. Well said, Senior, and a great way to take us out. So I would encourage everyone listening to explore some of the other great content we have here on the North-South Connection Network. And from your This Week in the NFL crew, wish you a happy holiday. We'll be back next week. So for Mr. D'Amato and for Cowboy Senior, I'm the Cowboy, and we're out of here. Merry Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Peace on earth.